Welcome to the Marvel Cinematic Rewind, the podcast that rewatches, reviews, and responds to every movie, show, and one-shot in the Marvel Cinematic Universe. I'm Al Rodriguez. And I'm Tony Camarena. And before we start the episode, we would love it if you followed us on Twitter. We are at MCU underscore Rewind. And we would love it even more if you gave us a rating on Apple Podcasts or your favorite podcast app. We actually check these on a semi-regular basis. So uh, if you do give us a rating, we'll give you a shout-out and we'll read the rating on air and all that stuff. I mean, do I have to shout it out? Do I just have to yell like, John Smith! And then continue with the day? Um, I think we'll, what we'll do is we'll flip a coin. Okay. If uh, if the coin lands on whatever is for me, I'll do the shouting. And if it lands on for you, you'll talk at a regular voice. Okay, voice cool. That's good to know. Mm-hmm. All right, cool. And with that out of the way, uh, today's episode is uh, continuing our rewind of the uh, mini-series of The Defenders with Episode 5, Take Shelter, which originally dropped on August 18th of 2017. And as usual, here's a rundown of what happened in this episode. The hand converge on the Golden Dragon, destroying anything remaining in that restaurant. Matt lures Electra away from the fight. When he calls her by her name, she flees after saving Matt by kicking Murakami into a wall. Luke is captured by Sawande, but is able to capture Sawande back. After Sawande warns uh, that them that their loved ones will be targeted next, they convince their friends to stay with Misty at uh, the police precinct until they are out of danger. While doing this, Colleen is confronted by a resurrected Bakudo, who unsuccessfully attempts to recruit her back into the hand. Matt decides to pull, put on the suit again. Not like any suit, but like the Daredevil suit. It'd be weird if he showed up in like Iron Man suit, though it'd be effective. Um, something that, that's something that concerns the leaders of the hand due to his relationship with Elektra. Murakami questions Alexandra's reliance on Elektra to complete their goals, and notes uh, that they can all be killed now that their resources were used on the Black Sky. He suggests that they uh, devise a new plan without Alexandra. Stick decapitates him one day when he attempts to escape capture. So, really quickly, um, I mean, if Matt did wear, like, an Iron Man suit, do you think his powers would work? Or he would have to, like, be full suit except for the, the helmet? Oh, that's a good point. I mean, maybe it's, like, uh, the, uh, the AI, be it um jarvis or uh veronica or whoever uh maybe the ai will just narrate everything that's happening (laughs) all right i mean it's probably i'm sure it has to have pretty good speakers so he he at least has the the hearing uh i guess we don't know what other senses he relies on for battle like does he use his scent when he's fighting or or anything like that? probably he definitely uses touch like even the vibrations in the ground when someone's stepping somewhere Hmm, that's true all right but as we yeah. saw in like Civil War, like Tony does not know anything about hand to hand or very little about hand to hand combat, but he can still kick Cap's ass just using the suit. That is true. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. Okay, so so it's still an upgrade for for Matt if he went to an Iron Man suit. Okay. I mean, yes, it's an upgrade <laughs> for most people if they wear the Iron Man suit. Okay. Not everybody, but most people. It's a lateral movement for Thor. <laughs> I'd question that one, honestly. I'm not sure. Um, but well, then I mean, again, let's see. Hmm? I mean, that might depend on which uh, version of the Iron Man suit. 
Yeah, because Thor definitely took down Hulk in Thor Ragnarok. Mm-hmm. Uh, however, uh, the Hulkbuster armor definitely took down Hulk it, itself. So I, I, I don't know. Yeah, I guess. Hmm. Yeah. So it, Thor in Hulkbuster armor, lateral movement, definitely. Normal Iron Man suit, that I'm not sure. It's true. All right. Well, we might continue this later, but right now we'll move on to our fast facts. On your left. Uh huh. On my left. Got it. Stop! Damn it! Jesus, you are fast. Stay away. Look, I don't want to hurt you. You didn't see that coming? You got any yell? Uh, no. I I tried this time, and I got nothing. All right. Well, the title. Could you imagine where the title "Take Shelter" comes from? Them taking shelter after yep. losing the the shelter that they they had at the restaurant. The uh, that's exactly what I think they're doing. <laughs> <laughs> okay, that makes sense. Yeah. Oh, it's also because their friends taking shelter at the police station. Yeah, everyone just just take shelter, and I think like the hand are going back and taking shelter because they lost the battle earlier. Okay, yeah, I'll, I'll take that. I mean, yeah. I, it feels a little bit like a stretch, but it, I think it works. Mm-hmm. Well, uh, my other Easter egg, I don't have a lot, never a lot in these episodes, but mm. I believe that Stick leading them into the sewer, sewers to hide from the hand is an obvious reference to Splinter keeping the Ninja Turtles in the sewers when they fight the foot. I just, I, you know what? No, I, I want to believe you so much that yep. I'm just going to say, yeah, that makes That's perfect right. sense. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and then finally, superhero landing number 101 is Murakami jumping through the skylight in the opening scene in the restaurant. Oh, Which, yeah. That was actually yeah. really cool. Yeah. I mean, I don't know if he needed to do that. I feel like he'd get a lot more cuts. Mm-hmm. People don't think about that. Just, I've unintentionally put my arm through a glass window before uh that hurts <laughs> oh yeah definitely like and the, the glass itself it like it's not like it, it shatters like it does in you know movies it's it, it shatters only like it parts of it and it mm-hmm. scrapes up your arm yeah that's yeah it's all kinds of bad yeah. i mean these guys gotta be more careful they can all die now <laughs> which they realize yeah. in this episode <laughs> <laughs> exactly so so we're gonna start seeing them do way less uh cool stuff like that i bet right no more yeah. superhero landings from from anyone in the hand uh, we'll see all right uh moving on to our heroes yeah that sounds good it is one thing to question the official story and another thing entirely to make wild accusations or insinuate that i'm uh, a superhero i never said you're a superhero didn't Mm-mm. well good because that would be outlandish and uh fantastic i saw you you're a hero a for real superhero, which is, I'm not like a groupie stalker type. But... It's too late for heroes. Heroes, your word, not mine. Uh, do you have a preference on where you want to start? I didn't separate by character <laughs> at all. <laughs> <laughs> all right, well then let's go away however you did separate it. All right, I mean, we'll just go kind of chronological order. Start with them fighting the hand. Um, They choose the wrong opponents like luke and jessica cannot even touch electra and danny and matt can't take out murakami i don't think anyone could take out murakami but at least put the ninja people against electra (laughs) 
Yeah, exactly. Um, like especially anyone who is wielding a, a sword. Um, yeah, or yeah, I guess any yeah ninja people against ninja type characters. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, or you know, yeah. ninja turtles. That um, too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> so, how bad are these ninjas that they decided who want to capture one of their opponents alive? Decide to shoot up the entire place. <laughs> well, those aren't the ninjas. Those are hired guns. I assume. Like I, I keep assuming that they're just hired goons in in general. Like, like my my assumption so far, which I guess we haven't seen any kind of proof for or against this argument, but it's always been um, ninja people characters are top tier enemies, and one step below that, or a full, or like like a, a, a noticeable step, like a, like mm. a, a lunge, right, uh, is, uh, is like generic SWAT team type of people that just aren't as good. Maybe they're less fanatic. Maybe they're paid. Um, yeah, that you know that I don't know, but I mean the hand do have hired guns. We we kind of know that. Like I guess they don't. I guess I shouldn't keep calling them guns. Um, they have hired people that they do right. Like the the whole plot point that brought Luke into this was hiring people as couriers or cleanup crew to murders. I assume they also have them as people who go out and kill other people. Okay. Well... Yeah, but I always consider, like, the hands thing to be ninjas. <laughs> I find it weird that they also have just guys with guns. <laughs> At least use some gun foo or something. <laughs> I mean, they, they probably aren't trained. Like, that's why I keep thinking in my mind that they're, like, the lowest level of goons. Like, they, you know, we just need to throw bodies at someone. Like, so send yeah. send these people. Yeah. Uh, they were in the area already. Uh, the other ninjas... Like they had, there was some work. You have to like reactivate them or something. Read the Winter Soldier protocols. You know, something like Mm -hmm. that. I don't know. (laughs) So yeah, they fight, and then Luke is taken out by Sawande using that pressure point thing. Kind of, I know you didn't watch Avatar, but there's a character, an enemy (laughs) in Avatar, who does that. Um, and uh, he ends up getting hit by a truck. Uh, and then Jessica says they took him. Was that truck planned? <laughs> I thought I he just randomly the... got hit, like kind of like Spider Man and Far From Home. <laughs> that train. Yeah, yeah. I had that exact same thought. Um, now, my assumption is that yes, that was planned, only because once the truck would have stopped, uh, Luke would have like fallen down and then gotten up and then beaten up whoever was there, and Suande would have been there, right where the truck would have stopped. Which is why Luke was able to get him. Like, if it was just yeah. a random truck, that truck would have stopped pretty soon afterward, and they wouldn't have had <laughs> to abandon Luke and run away. Or the truck stopped 30 feet past it, and they just drove around the corner, because it looked like he was just following the truck. And then they all just ditched him. <laughs> they ditched <laughs> um, uh, Luke. And then That's we don't get to too, see, yeah. yeah. Then we don't get to see that scene where Luke gets Sawande because it would have been a cool scene. So of course we're not going to see it. Yeah, exactly. All we saw was Sawande basically Kathy. kicking Luke's ass. Like I mean, he hit him oh, a yeah. couple times, and you know, that then then that was it. Like I, I would have loved to see Luke get his revenge. Mm-hmm. 
But I guess not, because when there's a cool thing, they don't usually show it in the show. <laughs> yep. Uh, right. Maybe, maybe during the end? During whatever that fight scene looks like? I mean, I don't remember what the fight scene at the end of the show is like, but maybe that happens. Also, spoiler alert. Um, this show does have a big fight scene at the end of the series. What? I mean, I guess that's not really guaranteed anymore. <laughs> we had one that's show. true, yeah. With yeah no spoilers, because right. I don't think mm-hmm. we're with, without the statute of limitations on some things. Mm-hmm. But, yeah. So, yeah. Um, I don't know. What notes do I have? Uh, Stick calls Danny the dumbest Iron Fist, which is accurate. <laughs> but to he be fair, we don't know. Him. We don't. Maybe this is why I have fond memories of the show. Because Stick <laughs> is just like saying everything everyone thought about Danny <laughs> through Iron Fist. Yeah. Yeah. And, and even, I'm sure, even here is the Defenders. Like, Luke... And Jessica and Matt. I mean, they. I'm sure they picked up on that real quick with Danny. Oh yeah, yeah. I mean, Luke calls him out. Jessica just calls everybody out. Mm-hmm. Um, and we'll see if anything happens between him and Matt in the remaining three episodes. But yeah, yeah I mean, it, that's not really his thing, I guess, mm-hmm. for Matt. So, so maybe he just keeps to himself. Yeah, but that's a good point. Yeah, I mean, you know how much fans hate whenever heroes fight each other, so I'm sure nothing will happen. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I guess that's true. I mean, they'll they'll fight and then they'll realize that both of their moms are dead, and then they'll they'll stop fighting. <laughs> yep, or they both have the same name. I should check on the names of all the parents. <laughs> These guys. You should. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I won't, but I should. Um, yeah, so they all kind of, dis- except for Luke, they all kind of disperse and, uh, get their guys in the chairs, which I have all of them written down in the guy in the chair. But there is one okay. part I do want to talk about, is, uh, Jessica getting Trish. Uh, first of all, Trish is the only one, no, but Trish wasn't the only one ambushed. It was Trish and Claire, right? Yeah, Claire. Yeah, Claire was going to be ambushed because that's where Bakudo was. Okay. Uh, um, but um, why is Trish the one that they go after first? Murakami goes after. That's a good question. Um, so thinking about the list, I mean, Bakudo probably said he was going to go after Claire, but really he was going after Jessica or uh, sorry, Colleen. Uh, Jessica, uh, Colleen yeah. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, that's, I guess that's why he went there. So I guess we can mm-hmm. ignore that because they, they and like, were probably he doing knows Claire, right? Like when, remember when, uh, he taught Danny how to open his hand. Oh yeah, that's right. Claire was, so, was in that room. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So he knows Claire. So it's like, okay, there's someone I can go after to get to Danny. He wasn't thinking Luke at all. Um, mm-hmm. Okay. And then Colleen's friends with her. But why Trish out of all the other guys in the chair? <laughs> um, all right. Like, so I'm going to go through process of elimination here. Okay. Um, Daredevil. They don't mm-hmm. know who Daredevil is. Uh, they don't know that he's Matt Murdock. Yes. Um, and 
so this random guy that was there at the uh, at the Red Dragon restaurant, um, I guess they're probably assuming that that was him, but they still don't know who he was. Well, um, no, they don't think it's um, Devil's Hell's Kitchen because it's not until he shows up in this scene later they say now Dev- the Devil's Hell's Kitchen is an ally with Iron Fist. They think it's just a random guy <laughs> that happened to fight and fight Electra. Yeah, they they did not put two and two together. Okay, nope, nope. All I'm right. assuming not. Uh, okay, yeah, because I was surprised when when they were when they were surprised that the Daredevil or that the Devil of Hell's Kitchen showed up again. Because I, for some reason, I thought that Madame Gao knew he was Daredevil, but I guess not. I guess I was wrong. Mm. Um. So I, all right. So again, process of elimination. That makes sense why they're not going to go over anyone for for Matt. Um, if I remember correctly, when they took Paige during at the end of season two of Daredevil. That was like random happenstance, right? They didn't actually know that she was related or that she had a connection to Daredevil or or am I missing something? I think you're right. I'm trying to remember. That was after the hospital. Right? Oh, that's right. No. Um they took her they took everyone that he had saved and she was just on the list. Uh, okay. That's right. Mm-hmm. So <laughs> this this woman was on the list seven times. Huh. <laughs> probably yeah i mean they and you know what it, maybe it's something they'll try again yeah <laughs> i mean my, my thought is it's either that blind guy or that foggy guy i really don't <laughs> think it's either of them <laughs> that's i mean that's true right you're you're not gonna think either of them so <laughs> yeah. yeah uh yeah they probably thought oh it could be matt and then they just said nah <laughs> oh, blind guy yeah Makes sense. Uh, all, right. all right. Anyway, um, so that that's why they're they're probably not going to go over anyone on the Daredevil side. Um, Luke, they don't really know anything about Luke. Like again, Claire, it would be the the person that they would go after because she's the only person they've really they would have seen him with. Maybe like cause, yeah. And I'm I'm pretty sure they just learned about Luke Cage um, when he broke into the. The you know, Midland Circle building and started attacking people, mm-hmm. um, and then happened to join the Iron Fist. Um, yeah, I mean, I bet they probably know about Misty. It, I, they would because, know if they were following him. Yeah, well, also, it's not hard to get information on Luke. Everybody knows the hero <laughs> of Harlem. Exactly. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. So okay, so I guess that those two. Um, so, and then, I guess. It would make sense that you're gonna that because they know Jessica. Like, I guess it would make sense that she would be the first if because again, Bakudo going after Claire slash Colleen. Yeah. Um, going after Jessica's people would be one of the easiest to to know, right? To to look mm-hmm. up. Um, that's essentially her sister. So they we do know that the hand go after family. Yeah. So. And yeah. and she's like the most famous of them. So. You call her office, or there, it's not hard to track down someone who's famous. That's true. Yeah. Yeah. All right, I'll accept that. Okay. Um. Yeah, and no one cares about Malcolm or Foggy. <laughs> uh, yeah, I guess that's true. Um, <laughs> uh, I don't think Foggy has been on the list of people saved by Daredevil. Um, not that I can think of, at least. And then yeah. Fog, when when Foggy does something stupid, Matt doesn't find out about it. Like when you went to the biker bar, 
<laughs> That's right. <laughs> Um, but one thing I do remember in this uh, series was Matt coming back as Daredevil in that room. That's like the purple lights and the red lights. It's like, oh, hey, they're crossing over, but they've been crossing over already. There should have been purple, red, and green, and yellow lights everywhere. But I thought that was a cool scene. Um, and the idea that Matt's the only person in costume is actually pretty funny. <laughs> Yeah, I was going to mention that. Like, he's he's the only one who has a costume. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I mean, in the uh, comics, uh, Iron Fist should have a costume. Yeah, that's true. I mean, storyline-wise, it makes sense why he doesn't. Although, it would also make sense why he would... Eh. You know, I don't know. I guess you're... you're hmm. Because I, I guess, you know, Matt has a costume because that's, like, his battle suit, essentially, right? Yeah. I mean, for him, it's also protective gear and everything. Um in the comics, the or at least that costume that the Iron Fist has, that's that doesn't have any like protective value. That's just what he, I assume, what he prefers to wear. So well, it's probably like easy to move in, um, stuff like that. You know, like mm -hmm. martial artists shouldn't have, right? Yeah, that makes sense. So, I guess from I... a storyline perspective, it would make sense why he doesn't have. Uh, an iron fist like costume a thing that he wears but yeah if he actually like pulled one out it, it would also make sense like oh this is what he's used to wearing traditionally i i don't know i'm, I'm yeah. just trying to defend it honestly <laughs> i mean al you're not a defender so i understand why it's not working but yep, no i think true. he should have a costume i think it wouldn't make his show worse if he had a costume <laughs> <laughs> that's true that that would be a whole plot point. I mean, that would be like two episodes right there, him getting the costume. Mm -hmm. I mean, he has no problem proclaiming to everybody he's the immortal Iron Fist defender of Kunlun. Why wouldn't he wear a costume that literally paints on his back that he's the immortal Iron Fist? <laughs> and it would show off his tattoo. And then yeah. he would go around and remind people how he got the tattoo. Because no one's going to remember to ask, how did you get your tattoo? Nope. Uh, mm -hmm. Which, in my mind right now, I think he hugged a dragon. Uh, no, he explained it, uh, I don't remember, oh, next uh, he episode. explains it in next week's episode, you're yeah, right. I know, that's why I said right now he hugged you, <laughs> Uh, yeah. Um, so they saved Trish and all the other guys in the chair, and put them in chairs in the precinct. Um, and then, uh, we go back to them questioning Sawande in this abandoned building that is in the place. Yeah, I mean, I guess they can easily find an abandoned building. I, You know what I think is surprising? Abandoned hmm. buildings in New York. I don't actually know if any are abandoned. It just feels weird, considering how expensive a building is. Yeah. And how, how much people want space yeah. out there. So. I, yeah, like every building, I mean, even if it's been abandoned for a bit, you feel like it would get sold really quickly and then just like cleaned out and turn into something else yeah exactly no but apparently in the mcu well post uh chitari invasion i bet a lot of people left new york yeah i guess that makes sense but hmm okay sorry i did decide to look this up okay. um uh, i did find a, a couple of things online of abandoned places in new york mm -hmm. um 
And I, I don't know why any of these are abandoned, but apparently there's things like you can also just kind of go to. Um, yeah, Urban Explorers. I've seen people do that. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. yeah, it's a big thing in Detroit, but that's for obvious reasons. A lot of people leaving Detroit. Uh, mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So, you know, just looking at this, you know, in, in Brooklyn, there's a, a power plant that's been abandoned. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm trying to find something in New York. Oh, okay. Here we go. In New York, uh, there's a hidden art deco tunnel under a hotel. Um, I was kind of hoping for something in like, a, a, you know, New York proper, because I'm assuming that that would mention or that could be. Uh, Hell's Kitchen. Uh, I don't actually know if this abandoned building in this episode of Defenders is in Hell's Kitchen, but I just kind of assume it is. Yeah. Like, let's see, they ran from Midland Circle, which is in Midtown, to the restaurant, and then went in the sewers, and then showed up in this abandoned building. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Alright. Well, there are abandoned places in New York, from what mm-hmm. I can tell, I would be surprised if it's a building like what we see in this episode. Um, yeah, and I'm surprised yeah. it's not filled with homeless. Yeah, that's true. That that might be. I mean, then again, maybe that was a thing Daredevil, um, like looked around for. Um, yeah, yeah. Hmm. Interesting. Well, anyway, and, Matt and, yeah. starts <laughs> off pretty intense for the questioning of Sawande. Um, by choking him with his billy club rope thingy. Yeah, he um, just went right for it. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, just like the Joker tells Batman not to go for the head. You don't go for the throat when you're questioning somebody. It makes it hard for them to talk. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like, that's... Uh, it, it doesn't matter what kind of special thousands of years training you have. It's If you can't hear them talk, then... You're not going to get any answers. <laughs> yeah. And yeah, he gets knocked out. And then um, Matt ends up telling them about Electra. And they're all mad at Matt before not stopping in the middle of the fight and saying, hey, that's my girlfriend or ex-girlfriend or deceased girlfriend. I don't know their relationship status. It's not on good terms. <laughs> I know that. Yeah, yeah, that's true. Well, I I think it w- they would be more of, or I think part of the reason they're more upset is earlier uh, at, at the beginning of the episode when they had to fight their way out of the red dragon restaurant. Um, Matt said, Nope, never mind. I'm going to go fight Electra. Oh, and yeah. then he just kind of left them all to fend for themselves. Yeah. Stick so, literally says, if we're out this, we need to fight together. And then Matt immediately runs away. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, they're all mad at Matt when they should all be mad at Daredevil or at Iron Fist for existing. So, <laughs> I mean, you're not wrong. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but yeah, uh, sorry. Uh, you keep saying Iron Fist. I do want to be clear. Danny Rand Iron Fist. Oh, not yes. The yes. fact that there is an Iron Fist. No, this is true. Uh, <laughs> Danny Rand being there is problematic because he exists. <laughs> <sighs> uh, I mean, yeah, that's true. Yeah. Or that he's not in Kunlun, which was the whole point of the ending of the first season of Iron Fist. Yeah, which we never really get an answer to still so far, maybe by the end of the series. I don't know. Yeah. Um, 
there was a line that I, I don't remember if that line was in this episode or next week's episode because we watched them together. Um, but the, the but the, the, oh no, it is next week's episode. Never mind. I'll, yeah, I'll bring we'll it up then. But yeah, yeah, okay. But all right, we, we get a little bit more info at least. Yeah. Something. Ugh. Anyway. Well, yeah. As are all y'all and Matt, uh, Samandi escapes and uh, uh, Stick just cuts his head off. Mm-hmm. Yep. Well, I guess we're done with that. Yeah, that that's nice and nice and clean end for the mm-hmm. the story for our heroes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> All right. All right. Um. Oh, sorry. I was just going to ask you if you have anything else for our heroes you want to talk about. Oh, I was going to ask the same thing. Uh, no, you know, I was kind of thinking about it. Like everything that I wanted to bring up specifically, we had already talked about. You know, Luke and his whole little side adventure we'll never get to see. I know. Would have been great. Um. Jessica didn't do too much, if I remember correctly, right? She she pretty much stuck with the group. The only time she left was to go get Trish, and that was pretty much it. Yeah. Okay. And then Danny, also similar. Uh, he he did go and actually help get Claire. Uh, I guess no one wanted to give back up to Jessica. Uh, they did. Did they tell Matt, and he showed up, or <clears throat> or was that I mean, just I luck? S- I assume so. Okay. He, he probably had to go get his costume first, but yeah, I mean, yeah, he he ran home. So, hey Jessica, I'll meet you over at that restaurant Trish is at, but I gotta do something real quick. He runs home. He puts on the Daredevil costume and he jumps from rooftop to rooftop in broad daylight. Or does he walk down the street? Or does he like change right outside? Or is he in that separate <laughs> room to change? I'm very confused. <laughs> That's. That's a good question. Well, it was nighttime, so was it? I thought it was daytime. No, it. Uh, ooh. You know, I guess I don't remember. At a minimum, it was sunset. So, there, so I guess there was a light out, but I guess I don't remember. Hmm. Okay, I was I was pretty sure it was like this. She was going out to lunch with these people. That I know it was not. I I, I do know it was it was dinner. Um, okay, but I'm pretty sure it was. Pretty sure it was nighttime. It might have been. Sunset, yeah. Hmm. Anyway, this is one yeah. of those things that that just happens that heroes do that we mm-hmm. never actually see. So yeah, it's probably that he had to like sneak in around the back and then put his costume on. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right. Should we get a word from our sponsors? Yeah, I think that's a good idea. Let's move on to that. <clears throat> Welcome to Baskin Robbins. Would you like to try our mango fruit blast? And Jerry's named a flavor after me, so start graving hazelnuts. Not bad. For your consideration, the Jerry. Tony, this is episode five of an eight-part miniseries. And do you know what this episode made us all realize we've been missing? Uh, the Punisher. Exactly. Superhero costumes. Yep. I put mine on the other day and realized I've put on some weight since the last time I wore it. 20 kilograms of muscle is surprisingly hard to conceal. If you also need some touch-ups done to, char- to change your everyday superhero costume, call our friends at Dipper Dan's Tailors, the only tailors I trust to work on my super suit. Use promo code MCU Rewind to get the Daredevil special. They'll blindfold themselves and then make the alterations. Uh, just note that when they do this, they only make the new employees do it. So it's not like you'll have someone doing something cool. It's it's just they're they're messing it up because because um, you used our promo code apparently. Um, don't don't do that. 
use the code, but but tell them not to do the Daredevil special. I think we should do the Daredevil special. They'll just hand us, like, regular clothes. <clears throat> and we'll have Iron Fist's costume. <laughs> okay, let's try that, yeah. <laughs> All right, anyway, so we can talk about our villains? Yeah. I ask you, to what end? Dread it. Run from it. Destiny arrives all the same. Anytime, boys. Hail Hydra. Hail Hydra! Kill Luke Cage. Kill Jessica Jones. And the devil of Hell's Kitchen, whoever he is. His name is Matthew. And my name is Electra Nachos. You work for me now. So, yeah, we already talked kind of about the hand attack at the beginning. Mm-hmm. Um, other than Madame Gao got their attention really well by shooting a guy in the back of the head. <laughs> yeah if these are just hired guns their union is not going to be happy yeah they're they're probably contractors everyone has their own contract and they're they're probably whatever they sign so that they can't unionize mm-hmm. uh, you know it's the hand they're definitely against unions yeah i mean the hand is definitely uh runs amazon Oh, yeah. I mean, I wasn't going to go there because, you know, I'm a little scared of them canceling my account. But, uh, yeah, that's that's definitely it. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, although Jeff Bezos looks more like a certain DC villain, I could see him. I mean, he's not buff <laughs> enough to be a kingpin, so. <laughs> <laughs> that's true. Uh, <laughs> uh, uh, just side note, since we're on this, um, I heard him talk last week. Uh-huh. Um Something else that I, one of the podcasts I was listening to played a, a clip of him talking just before he went into space. His voice does not sound at all like what I had imagined. Um, I don't know if you watched it or uh, or heard him talk, but it's uh, give that a listen just for your own curiosity. I have seen the clip of him laughing and he sounds like an evil scientist. <laughs> I don't think I've seen that. Okay. I'll see if I can find that later. But anyway. <laughs> um, and then uh, we get the meeting of the hand, right? The four <laughs> remaining fingers, I guess. Mm-hmm. Well, at the time there were five, but uh, but yeah, by the end of the episode, it's it's just the four of them. Well, yeah, but when they meet, there's only four of them. Uh huh. Yeah. Yeah. Um. Yeah, they're just they're pissed off at Alexandra, uh, mostly for using their uh, last of their goo, I guess, to bring back a girl who's. Uh, kicks Mirakami into a wall. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, he, he has a good point, right? He's like, oh, well, obviously she wanted, like, she's not doing the things that Alexandra promised she would be doing, right? Mm-hmm. Um, which is listening to her <laughs> and pushing forth whatever their agenda is. Because yeah. they... Yeah, we we do get a little bit more of what they want, right? They said that they all want to go home, which I I think is Kunlun, right? I I think that's yes, what they yes it, okay. they say Kunlun. Okay. Um. So I I guess one thing that we still haven't been told as the audience is how that happens. What what about the black sky is supposed to be able to get them back there to home? I think the black sky is just supposed to be like super really good at fighting that makes sense 
Yeah. I mean, she's definitely, you know, super strong, super fast, all that, all the super whatevers, right? Yeah. I've got a question about uh, the hand's resource management. Uh-huh. So they probably knew they were running low on this goo stuff, the resurrection juice, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, but they decided they resurrected Nobu at least twice, right? <laughs> And then they resurrected Harold. Or, I mean, Harold just didn't die, so I don't know how the Black Goo stuff works. Yeah, that's a good point. Maybe there's a limit. Like maybe the goo works over some amount of time. Like you get a couple of years. Like yeah. it's still in your system, and so that's what happened to Harold. Like it. Maybe you get a hundred years, and if you die within those hundred years, you just come back. Mm-hmm. And then like. You, I mean, we kind of extrapolated last week that all the ninjas don't have heartbeats because they've all come back from the dead. I I think that's a working theory. Yeah, yeah. that I guess it makes sense. Like they knew they were running low on this goo stuff. That you think they would have held some back for themselves? <laughs> yeah. Well, you also would have thought that they. Okay, so I guess one of the questions is. How much of this did they have to use to bring Electra back? Because they said they used the last of their resources, right? Mm-hmm. So do they normally use that amount for one of them? Like, if Alexandra died right there, would would they have had to use the same amount to bring her back? And then, again, none of the other four members of the Hand would have been able to come back? Or or what's, what's going on? Because, like you said, they knew they were running low. Like... And I think they've implied that that's what is behind the like whatever they need to get to uh, below Midland Circle, right? Yes. Okay. Yeah, I mean that's what they're they're trying to get to. Mm-hmm. I mean, I got we don't even know the timeline. Do, when does did the order of events happen in the order that the shows were released? My assumption is yes. Okay. Um, so, because Bakudo got resurrected after Electra's resurrection. Wait, Bakudo's back? I'm trying to remember the second time. So he he was resurrected after season one of Daredevil, and no, then not no Bakudo, not Nobu. Bakudo's oh sorry, Colleen's yes, uh, master. <laughs> yeah, you're right. You're right. Uh, yeah. Well, to be fair, Nobu. Oh, sorry. Yeah. Now I'm <laughs> no, right? names again. To be fair, Bakudo is one of the five members of the hand. Yeah. So there is that. But yeah, you're right, huh? So they they have to have like checked and like okay, let's bring him back, take stock. Uh, all right, we're pretty low. Hmm. And then Electra's the second black sky we've seen in this, right? Um, there was a that little kid who was a black sky in season one of Daredevil. That's right. Yeah. Um, I mean, they never brought her back or did anything like that. So no, I know, but I'm just saying, like, they could have kept not resurrected Electra and just found another black sky because it's not just like one of them. <laughs> um. Well, I mean, I guess we don't know what the ritual is to transform that person into the black sky, right? Like, maybe they did have to die. Maybe they do have to be resurrected, huh. like Electra in this case. 
because I mean, once Electra is resurrected, she does have like she is stronger. She's essentially a super soldier, right? That's yeah. the, kind of what what's implied by what she can do. So, so you're saying this goo is Cap's blood? Maybe. Okay. I mean, not his blood specifically, but like, I mean, come on. There, there are other super soldier like things in the MCU. Um, the flower that gives Black Panther his powers. I mean, he's essentially mm-hmm. similar super soldier kind of stuff, right? So, it's true. This ceremony of whatever transformed Elektra into Black Sky. Maybe that's a similar similar concept. Yeah. I don't know. There are too many questions. I think this whole Black Sky <laughs> thing was a bad idea on the writer's part. <laughs> yeah, probably. Um, I mean, if they just gave us a few more answers, um, I, I know I the mean, Black Sky is is a thing in the comics, right? I just no. I have no idea what it. Oh, it's not. No, it's not because I looked it up. Oh, I could have sworn it was. Okay. No, I mean, I'll double check right now, but I'm really sure because <laughs> if it's a thing in the comics, I'd be so happy. Okay. I'm looking it up. Um, Alright, here's an article from The Wrap. What the hell does it even mean that Elektra is a black sky? <laughs> okay. This is from August 18th, 2017, the day these all dropped. <laughs> oh, alright. In The Defenders, we find out what it's all about. Elektra is in fact the black sky, and the hand has worked. To remove her memories of her former life. She's a powerful fighter who seems to be super strong, fast, and resilient. She repeatedly fights and beats the heroes who wake up the defenders and serves the hands leader, Alexandra, almost unflinchingly. Wait, what? That's the end of the article right there? <laughs> so the article told us nothing. Okay. She seems to be a living weapon uh, of the... It's like the iron fist of the hand. That's what they're guessing. Okay, so they're guessing this in this article on the wrap. So sounds like the Black Sky is not a a comic book thing because they probably would have referenced it. Okay, that makes sense. All right. Okay. So I think no one knows where the Black Sky is. <laughs> okay, that makes sense. Hey, so the the reason that I thought the Black Sky was uh, something from the comics was because I remember. In uh, when we watched the Electra movie uh, starring Jennifer Garner, mm-hmm. they mentioned something. They said she was something. I, I guess they didn't say Black Sky, but I I just was assuming it was. Do, do you remember what they called her? Like they they had a name for her. Mm, I don't remember. Um, so what I do remember of of this was they said that or that Stick in that movie mm-hmm. said something about that Electra being. Mm-hmm. She's the treasure. Ah, treasure. Okay, that's what it was. And then she was protecting a kid who was another treasure, right? Oh, no. The kid is the treasure. She is not a treasure. She oh. just happens to be an assassin that brought back to life. Oh, okay. The treasure is a martial arts prodigy that that little girl was. Whom the hand wanted you. So she is like, the, the little girl is like the black sky. Though... Not uh, really the Black Sky, because Netflix people made up the Black Sky. <laughs> okay. I mean, it. I or do like that they made... From the 2005 <laughs> movie. 
<laughs> I, I do like that they, they make stuff up, right? It's, it's nice when, you know, people who are fans of the comics and, and know those stories are still surprised, right? Like I, I mentioned that about other things in the MCU too, that, that they'll change and maybe later they'll retcon it. But for now, mm-hmm. it's nice that, you know, th- this thing is different. Like I, I keep going back to that same concept of the scrolls in uh in captain marvel right they yeah we kept thinking oh the scrolls are the bad guys and the small handful that we saw were good essentially or at least less evil um mm-hmm. or the you know of the two sides however that happened with wars and etc they were the, the these people were okay so um yeah oh well yeah hmm. i mean it's catch 22 as a person adapting stuff from the comics or pretty much anything. It's like, if it works out great, good job guys. If it doesn't work out, it's like you really should have kept with the comics. <laughs> yeah. That, that happens a lot. Mm-hmm. And then if it, if it does work out, then it makes its way into the comics like Coulson. Mm-hmm. It's true, but not the black sky. Apparently. <laughs> nope. No, I mean, Hey, then again, maybe in 10 years, they'll, they'll, <laughs> they'll need an idea for a story. Like, yeah, let's go with that. All this time, Electra's been a black sky. Let's go. Yeah. With that. <laughs> Maybe, probably not. Yeah, uh, probably not. <laughs> anyway, um, yeah, and then Alexandra talks to Electra like she's her daughter, but says, um, she's like a daughter, but if she doesn't help, she's pretty much useless to her. Which threatening someone as dangerous as a black sky probably not the best plan. Probably not. I mean, on one hand, I'm sure Alexandra, like, we know that she knows how to fight. So if she had to take on the Black Sky, she probably is confident in herself and thinking that she could. Uh, But on the other hand, whatever their plans are, they absolutely positively need the Black Sky on their side. So (laughs) uh, threatening her and possibly, like, making her think I shouldn't join you is is definitely the, the wrong move there. Mm-hmm. That's true. Um, and then Electra goes to Matt's apartment, which unfortunately yep. misses Matt when he's already bundled up the uh, his costume and is ready to fight for Trish. Yeah, exactly. He's gone. She's just there and goes to sleep in his bed. Yeah. Yep, that's what happens. <laughs> All right. Uh, anything else for our villains? Um, I, I got a, a little bit about Bakudo. Oh, yeah, go um, ahead. So uh, when he and uh, Colleen first see each other, uh, she says, hey, last time I saw you, you were dead or, or something to that effect, right? So he, he responds with the, the cool line, I tried death. It didn't take. Whoa. How many times do you think he said that? that? That seems like a line that he likes to say. I mean, I'm sure he says it every time he comes back to life. Okay, he yeah. like he got out of whatever it is that brought him back, um, assuming that they had to do something instead of him just waking up like a like a Harold Meacham in Iron Fist. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, okay, so then he he just turned to the first person he saw and he said it again. Yep, I mean I think that's like for the first couple of days. Remember how Harold Meacham was all messed up? Mm, I uh-huh. think that's all he could say for a while. I try I tried death. It didn't stick. <laughs> I tried death. You want hamburger? I tried death. It didn't stick. I, I, I guess not. 
<laughs> is it like a an I am Groot situation? Yes, at least for okay. the first twenty four hours. Okay, all right, that makes sense. <laughs> uh, um, okay. Uh, other side note, I I think I missed this previously. So Bakudo, at some point when he was talking to like when when they had the the four fingers of the hand in a room, uh, Bakudo says something about Madame Gao blinding her disciples. Um, yeah. Did we know that? Did I just completely miss it? You did. Uh, okay. Season one of Daredevil. Remember, he follows blind, like heroin mules, drug mules, uh, and leads them to Madame Gao. Okay, so I remembered that. I guess I didn't think of them as disciples, but I guess, I guess I was probably misremembering what a disciple is because <laughs> I was thinking a disciple was like, uh, I guess like a trainee, like someone she. Bring up, I guess not. In this no. case, it's someone who follows her. Yeah, a disciple is a follower. Okay. Yeah. yeah. All right. Well, that makes a lot more sense. All right. Yeah. So, yeah. I mean, I have more stuff about Bakudo uh, in the guy in the chair, mostly of her, him talking to Colleen. So. Oh, all right. Well, then I don't have anything else for any villains, so we can just move on to that. Guy in the chair. I think that's what I want to do. Is help people with abilities. No, 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 no. Not those three wombats. No way. So, uh, we'll start guy with the chair with Colleen. Um, I... One thing about this show, there's so many characters. Um, mm -hmm. There's five bad guys. There's four and a half protagonist, because Stick is kind of like half a main character. Mm -hmm. 73 guys in the chairs. Um, <laughs> uh, we don't get to, like, really get into anyone's headspace, right? A little bit with oh, Matt. Yeah. But we're kind of yeah. getting that, at least a few scenes in this episode with Colleen. Uh, she is completely lost, because she's been in a cult for so long. <laughs> she's like all she knows right now is to fight so she doesn't have to think about anything yeah exactly right like i mean and, and especially like even right after the events of the iron fish show like they just went around fighting mm -hmm. uh as you know as we heard um that they they've been to like how many other cities four or five cities and they've just yeah. been trying to hunt down the hand mm -hmm. um so yeah, that like things really haven't changed much for her since the end of season one of, of Iron Fist. Yeah. I mean, and then the thing, Claire, maybe a good nurse, but she's not a good psychologist. Because mm -hmm. Colleen tells Claire that she wants stability, that's what she needs. And Claire says that she is the stability for everybody else. That doesn't help Colleen. <laughs> like, psychologically, <laughs> that's damaging. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I, I mean, because now you just have all of this this extra pressure on you when you were just saying that you you need to not have that pressure. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So, didn't Colleen kill Bakudo? Yeah, she's the one who. Yeah, slashed. She, she slashed. Okay, I couldn't remember exactly, but yeah, she. I I, I remember there was the cool scene where he broke her sword, but yeah. she like kicked it into him. So, okay. Yeah, yeah, she kicked it into him, and he died. And then Davos distracted him, and that's why his body disappeared. Um. So Bakudo's real forgiving. <laughs> well, I mean, he's died before, so yeah. it's not like it's that bad of a thing to him. 
Okay, yeah, I guess. I mean, I just feel like if someone killed me, I would not be a huge fan of theirs anymore. Yeah, the first time. But, you know, let, let's say a couple thousand years go by, or I have no idea how long they've all been alive. Uh, let's say a couple hundred. Um, and, you know, the 40th person <laughs> kills you. You care a lot less that at that point. So, like, especially someone that you consider, like, a child to you, right? You essentially raised, like, eh. You know, teenagers. I mean, come on. I know. So you're going to rebel sometime. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I don't have anything else for Claire. Oh, um, did, did, were, were we done with I, Colleen? I, Colleen. I actually had I meant, I meant Colleen, oh. my bad. <laughs> okay. All right. So many characters. It's so easy to, to mess up the names. Yeah. Um. Yeah, so I actually had one for Colleen. She was talking to Danny, and she was suggesting that maybe he should go alone, that he shouldn't be with the Defenders. Uh, oh, and yeah. I, yeah, and, and I, I got to give one point here to uh, to Danny for saying that, no, he is actually better off with the team for once. Yeah, I do have that note. It's like, she says the other people are a liability. It's like, what? what why? Why are they a liability? <laughs> I mean, Jessica's yeah. liability. I mean, that's fair. Uh, uh-huh, yeah. I mean, to be fair, Colleen doesn't know what they're capable of, what the mm-hmm. other people are, are. But um, I guess she doesn't know Luke has abilities, or does she? I don't remember. I mean, Danny um, told her. Okay, and, yeah, I guess that's true. And I guess Claire would have told her. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. And then, like, people know who Jessica is. And people know who Luke is. Yeah, Luke is the most popular of them. Yeah. Yeah. But I mean, Jessica has some celebrity after, like, people know what happened with Kilgrave. Yeah, that's true. That was talked about. Yeah, we, we, we brought this up before. <laughs> yeah. And then I guess they don't. Does Colleen know that that Matt is Daredevil? Did she even know Matt? Oh, yeah, they did talk a little bit. They, they were in the same room. Yes. Talking, at least. I don't know if okay. she knows that Matt's Daredevil. I don't think. Well, she'll any... figure it out soon. Well, yeah. <laughs> I don't think anyone like well eventually yeah everyone finds out he's Daredevil or not everybody but the defenders find out he's Daredevil mm-hmm. yeah yeah I mean uh, this is not a spoiler but he is the only one in the MCU uh, as of today um, who is not just a publicly known person like they don't just know his name uh yeah, is, is he a still has a secret identity. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. It's really weird, actually. Yeah, it is. Uh, I guess it makes sense that you, you'd have at least one somewhere. Okay. Yeah, but like considering comparing to the comics, where everyone has a secret identity. Yeah, even Captain less America. so. <laughs> I, I guess that's true. Um, less so recently. Like, although even. Uh, Matt has been outed as Daredevil like four or five times. Yeah. That just keeps happening. So, well, I mean, there's a whole his older arc where it's not him. He's he has another alternate reality of or alternate personality of uh, Mike Murdoch, his brother, who can see, and like he's Daredevil. Uh, <laughs> I vaguely remember the Mike Murdoch stuff. Okay, yeah, <laughs> yeah, it's weird. Um. And then we see them recruit Claire, who knows exactly what's going on. So that's pretty easy. Yeah, exactly. Luke just wakes her up and says, hey, uh, it's the hand. 
She's like, ah, fine. All right. <laughs> yeah. Her stuff. I mean, she had to luckily, pull it out of him a little bit, but yeah. Luckily, he's there because uh, Colleen gets slashed in the stomach immediately. Ooh, yeah. I don't know if it's lucky that they're whenever they're hurt, uh, Claire is there or Claire is the bad luck charm. You know, we'll have to think about that. Yeah. Honestly, I don't know. Um, I'm just going down my list of our uh, guys in the chair. We got uh-huh. Karen. Uh, mm-hmm. She's disappointed that Matt is daredeviling again. I honestly think she lacks perspective. Because she knows what's up with the hand. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like, he, he said, yeah, the, the hand is back. She's like, ugh, fine, okay. Keep fighting people. Um, yeah, she, she knows exactly how bad they are. Uh, and what they're willing to do. It's like, she has witnessed it firsthand. I guess at least once. Multiple times? I'm trying to think of a second time. Um, the hospital, and then everyone she saved. He saved. We oh, already talked about this. Twice. Yeah, that's right, the hospital. Mm-hmm. Okay, yeah. yeah. It's pretty bad. Um, I guess she's kind of taken the, the stance of like, well, let someone else do it. Even though she doesn't know that he's working with these other group of people. Um, that's probably what, what she's thinking. Yeah, I mean, she would probably be like, these other group of people could do it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Or call Frank. <laughs> <laughs> he would have been helpful in this situation, I think. He really um, would have been. I mean, mm-hmm. I know his, his power is guns. Which isn't a great power, but also no. everyone else's power is pretty much punching. So, <laughs> yeah, so he can fight from a distance. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Exactly. I mean, he did in Daredevil at the end of season two. He did a sniper oh, yeah. thing. Yeah, that's right. And he he only didn't kill. Um, I already forgot his name, Nobu, because that was Daredevil's target. Yeah, <laughs> he killed like at least eight other people. Yeah. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and then we get uh, Misty, who uh, just lets everyone stay there, trusting Luke, not knowing at all what's going on. Uh, which is fair, because she would have just like dismissed it right out of, right out of hand. <laughs> yeah, I mean, this is this is one of those things. Like, it, it makes sense that they're not saying they're not telling the truth uh, or like giving the whole story. I do get a little annoyed when. Like we're watching a story, you know, some TV show, or whatever, and uh, people are holding back part of the story. Like, you know, you, you can say the whole thing. Then again, Misty isn't used to stuff in that world, even though yeah. she knows Luke. She knows superheroes exist, but like, mm-hmm. how much of that story do people know in general, right? So, I'll accept the Luke... of man. I will accept aliens coming out of a portal. I'll accept giant monsters, but ninjas, no way. Yeah, exactly. Well, I mean, come on. She would be the third person to just completely dismiss uh, a dragon. (laughs) I mean, yeah. I mean, ninjas are a lot more believable than dragons. Yeah, because of the realness of them. Uh, (laughs) The fact that they were, (laughs) that they existed. Yes, exactly. (laughs) Like, if if you said uh, ninja showing up, assassinating and doing something evil, like all right, that starts to feel really weird, but I I, th- I think Misty could could take part of that. As soon as he starts talking about resurrection, then she's gonna have um she's gonna start wondering things. Then again, I guess that's a like thinking about it. The more 
uh, that Luke would tell her, the more she would probably end up wanting to talk to the different people, including Danny. And as soon as Danny starts talking, um, it's all yeah, over. Misty's just, yeah, it's over. She, she's not listening to anything well, anymore. She's also the most skeptical person ever. <laughs> that too, yeah. <laughs> she's she's Indiana Jones or Scully version of skeptical. She's seen all this crazy stuff. She still mostly doesn't believe it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. Um. Yeah, but she's smart enough that she gives Colleen her cantana back. Um. Even though she's wounded and she'd probably be in a hospital. Yeah. yeah. Um. I mean, I don't know about the hospital. Um, I don't know how deep that wound is. Um, but Claire seemed to be okay with what she did. I mm-hmm. guess probably just cleaned it up a little and put a band aid. Yep. A little bit. Maybe stitches? Yeah. Uh. I think probably stitches. <laughs> or at least like seven uh Mickey Mouse band-aids. Uh-huh. Yeah. yeah. Um and then like we already talked about Trish mostly, except for I like that she got excited about Daredevil showing up. That really... <laughs> I'm like we know these characters from other shows. I like that we see her characters characterization still consistent. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, yeah, she she even wanted Jessica to become a superhero to like get a suit and everything. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and then um, Malcolm and Foggy aren't uh, important enough to get a scene of them being picked up. <laughs> yeah, they they probably just. I mean, they they are they have less of a direct connection to the the defenders, right? So like, she probably just. I'm sure Jessica just called Malcolm and was like, "Hey, uh, go to this, this yeah. police station. I'll tell you why when you get there." Yeah, and then he gets there, and she's nowhere to be found. Yeah, well, I think Foggy. Foggy has a pretty direct connection. Like he's the closest person Matt has in his life. Sorry, uh, what I mean is uh, public connection, like what other people know. Um, so, uh, like, pay, um, his former business partner. Right, but they don't. the The hand doesn't know that Daredevil is uh, Matt. So okay, I th- get that's where saying. I was leading with that. Mm-hmm. I get what you're saying. Okay. I thought they were just like, well, these and these guys show up. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Now, if anyone was paying attention, they could start to figure out, well, huh, these two people worked at this uh, law firm with Matt Murdock. And also Matt Murdock isn't here. Interesting. Yeah, that's true. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Um, do you have anyone else in the last uh, the guy in the chair you want to talk about? <laughs> no, I don't. I don't have anything else for this, this section. Alright, uh, 12% of the plan. Stark Tower is your baby. Give yourself 12% of the credit. 12%? An argument can be made for 15. 12%? Well, I my baby? did do all the heavy lifting. Literally, uh, I lifted the heavy things. You know, I'm 12 minutes older than you. <laughs> Go. What percentage? I don't know. 12%. 12%?! <laughs> that is not a plan. It's barely a concept. You're taking their side? I am Groot. So what? It's better than 11%. What the hell does that have to do with anything? I also have nothing for this section. We uh, uh, pretty much covered everything else previously. I have a question for you, though. 12% of okay. It could have gone in the last section, but I'll just put it here. Do you think they forgot anybody? <laughs> <laughs> oh, Should they have brought question. in Hogarth? I... So... I guess it, it all comes down to what do you, what do they think or who are they thinking the hand would go after? 
right? Mm-hmm. If it's literally anyone that you care about, then I guess they should have really expanded that list. Um, probably not Hogarth. I don't think it's publicly known at all that she is chummy with Danny. Mm-hmm. Um, she or like she, she kind of helped Jessica. him as. A, Oh yeah, that's a good point. I forgot about that that connection. Um, I I I mean that seems that really does still seem like it's very much a business relationship. So yeah. I don't think Hogarth would have needed to go in. I I don't think the hand would have cared at all for her. Like they would have seen maybe they if they were looking into it they would have seen that Hogarth knows Jessica and also Danny and they would have thought maybe there's something there. And Foggy, who works for her, and Foggy's been brought yeah. I guess that's true. Yeah, actually, yeah, now that Foggy's been brought in, they represent, and she, or Foggy, represents Luke. Hmm, all right. Hogarth is connected to everybody. (laughs) Yeah, wow, all right. (laughs) The only other ones I can think of are the Meachams. Yeah, they probably would have been good to bring in. Um, uh, We know that, um, I already forgot the names, Ward, Ward Meacham. He's out of town for like a month or something, so they mm-hmm. couldn't have gotten to him. And yeah. we don't know where Joy oh, I forgot is. her name. Joy. Yeah, we, we don't know where she is. Um, yeah, we know she's teaming up with Davos, but Danny doesn't know that. <laughs> that's true. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Gao does. She does know because she was at that she lunch meeting. Yeah. Yeah. That would actually be a really good target for, from Gao's perspective. Davos or Joy? Oh, no. Um, Joy. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Anyway, I can't think of anyone else. Um, that lady. Oh, no. Uh, Bobby Fish, the chess guy. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, no one I mean, from... as far as we know. Oh, sorry. Oh, go ahead. Go ahead. I was going to say, I mean, as far as we know, Luke hasn't seen him since he got out of jail. So maybe. Oh, that's true. Maybe not. Maybe, maybe that's how they would determine it, right? Like, who are the people he's gone to see once he got back? So, which is... um, Candace's and her brother's mom, who now has no children. Yeah, yeah. Um, She's gone now, I'm sure. The yeah. hand got to her first. I'm pretty sure. It was her and then Trish. <laughs> she was the first one. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, so I that sucks. Alright, um, you ready to rate this episode? Yeah, that sounds good. I know my value. Anyone else's opinion doesn't really matter. Earth just lost her best defender. So we're here to fight. Strongest Avenger. Access denied. Strongest Avenger. Access denied. Damn you, Stark. Banner. Welcome, Strongest Avenger. Oh, what? Tony, how are we rating this one? Now, how many supporting characters are we going to give this episode? <laughs> oh, oh boy. Um, and it's not like on a scale, right? It's no. still still out of out of five. Uh, you know, I'm going to give this I I'm going to give it a 3. Um, I want to give it like a quarter step below, but we don't do that. So, mm-hmm. I'm rounding up to a 3. Is kind of how I'm doing this. Um, it 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 just feels you know, slow going. We're getting a lot of storyline, but it's like, you know, if this was a half hour show, I think it'd be perfect for the amount that we get. But as a hour long kind of show, it, it feels like it, it does drag on a bit. So, and this is another one of those episodes where that happened. So 
Going with the yeah. three. I mean, I'll help you out to eat to like averages out. I'll give it a two point five. <laughs> I mean, okay. um, the problem with this show is like in these crossover shows or movies, we want to see the characters interact, and we do get that, but we don't get a lot of characterization in like this episode. This is like very plot heavy. Um, I feel like it's just wasting the potential of because we don't see the characters interact that much. Yeah, that's true. Mm-hmm. Yeah, hopefully it picks up yeah. in the last three episodes, but we'll see. <laughs> yeah, fingers crossed. Well, uh, I guess we'll go ahead and close out the episode. Uh, join us next time when we will uh, continue our rewinds of The Defenders. We'll be talking about episode six, Ashes, Ashes. And in the meantime, please remember to follow us on Twitter. We are at MCU underscore Rewind. And also, please remember to give us a rating on Apple Podcasts or your favorite podcast app. This is the Marvel Cinematic Rewind, signing off. Have a marvelous day.